You're listening to Oh Hey, an Eau Claire Festival podcast from The Current. My name is Cecilia Johnson, and I just got done with watching the Pussy Riot set that happened over at Lake Loon stage at Eau Claire. I think it's fair to describe the set as stunning. I looked around and saw people slack-jawed all around me. Now I'm joined by Nadia for an interview. Um, She's one of the co-founders, and she has devoted a lot for this cause of Pussy Riot, which is to end inequality and dictatorships and promote sharing worldwide. You've performed in streets and rock clubs, and now a festival. Why Eau Claire? Uh, We were just trying to get our message across, and uh, what was important for today is to ask people to support Alexandrov, who's on hunger strike right now. He's on hunger strike for 55 days. He's from Ukraine. He's a Ukrainian film director, and he was activist in Crimea pro-Ukrainian activist in Crimea. When Putin annexed Crimea, Alexandrov was arrested and uh, he was convicted to 20 years in Russian jail. Right now he's in the middle of nowhere on hunger strike, demanding to release all Ukrainian political prisoners who are being held in Russia. So his health is in danger. We were asking from stage to help him somehow because, you know, the political pressure and pressure from all the people around the world really make a difference. So if you can join us and uh, ask Russian government to free Alexandrov, that would be amazing. Coming back to your question, that's the reason why we're doing what we're doing. We were trying to use these uh, platforms, these audiences, to talk about really important current issues. And in general, about issues that we care about, like economic inequality. That's why we made this uh, 25 points in the beginning of our performance. We do realize that it's kind of boring, but this is the whole point that uh, people who came to our concert and they probably want to just have fun, they have to hear all this lecture about (laughs) the difference between one particle of 1% and uh, the rest of people. From stage, you talked a lot about sharing. There's the one song that's like, share, share, share on the screen. But I was wondering if there was a time in your life when somebody shared something with you that you felt was really valuable. Of course, first of all, when you're an activist, you work with people who are getting nothing from taking part in actions, like no fame, no money, (laughs) nothing. Uh, But they have arrests, they may be murdered when they're doing it in Russia. So what I got from them, what I learned from them, that there is passion for social justice in a lot of human beings and they're ready to make whatever it takes to achieve or try to achieve this justice. So I got this energy. And um, when I was in prison, obviously, I... People shared with me their emotions, their compassion, their empathy. We received a lot of letters from all around the world. Like Amnesty International made this campaign to write to Pussy Riot and write to another political prisoners. It was really impactful because um, the head of my penal colony, he would ask me to come to his office and he was like, oh, we, we just got this uh, message from China and we had no idea what it's written over there because we don't know Chinese language. So we kind of give it to you <laughs> because they have to censor everything that's coming to a prisoner. But it was a great big postcard and they the, the message was a like, happy birthday and it was my birthday and it was so good knowing that you're supported from all around the world. This officer, he was like moved by it too because he knew that I'm not 
alone here. I'm the, I'm supported, so he cannot do whatever he wants with me. Because, you know, in Russian prisons, they used to just doing whatever they want with prisoners. They treat them like slaves, they abuse them. Sometimes it comes to take my rape prisoners and uh, yeah that's that's terrible and pretty tough in Russian prison but when you're supported the officials know that they will be held accountable for what they're doing all these eyes you know were seeing us and um, letting know officials that we're not alone it was amazing and, and that's something that their people shared with us and right now we're We're asking people to support our other political prisoners. We really don't know why our case was like such a big of a deal. <laughs> we do have lots of political prisoners like Alexensov right now, and uh, we're, we're asking people to support them too. Something else that was in like the early part of the show was talking about recognizing the beauty of the collective face. And that reminded me of something that Justin Vernon, one of the co-curators of this festival, has said. He said, like, faces are for friends. Like, our individual faces are for our friends and nobody else is entitled to them. And I was connecting that, I guess, with the facial recognition issues that you're talking about. Do you agree with that faces are for friends idea? I agree with the idea that faces are for community, with who we share our ideas, our moods, and our passions. But they're not for the government, they're not for corporations who use us just as... Basically, they want to credit card our hearts, as we call it. <laughs> and um, they're, they're turning us from humans into just something, they kind of machines that it can give them money. Or when it comes to government, it's, it helps them to police us. And so once they can recognize their face, they'll recognize you everywhere. That's why we're wearing these masks. There are a lot of uh, pussy riot activists who are still in, enjoy this anonymity. And I'm, I'm really sad that I cannot do it because because I was arrested and you cannot wear a mask when you're uh, in court, when you're in prison. But uh, yeah, it's still important idea for us. I recognize some local artists on stage and I wouldn't want to share their names because I think that when they're on the stage wearing the mask, that's what they're doing. That's their statement. But why did you decide to ask uh, local artists and people who are actually from around here if that was you, which I'm assuming it was, but correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah, surely it was me because we like the slogan DIY or die. It's just me and a couple of friends with who I'm traveling with. Like We're doing all this stuff by ourselves, so we're not relying on managers or agents or something like that. That's uh, kind of our policy to contact local people and make friends with local activists to know more about the area and about issues that are important for activists here. And it all started uh, when we were in St. Paul in March. We got in touch with Tommy Franklin, who is um, a vocal um, critic of um, prison industrial complex in America. He chatted with me before our concert in St. Paul And he was so amazing, so articulated and passionate about what he's doing and talented and artistic at the same time. It, it was actually one of my best experiences with local activists there in St. Paul. So I was super happy to be back here and play at this festival. When I was on the way here, uh, I just wrote to Tommy and Samantha Priestinson. They recommended us um, that we, we, we should get in touch with these local artists. It's a pleasure to talk with them and um, 
to help them to spread their message. And that's the, another thing about Pussy Riot. Anybody can be Pussy Riot. They really enjoy to wear this mask. That reminds me of the Janelle Monet song, Django Jane, where she's like, we're we going to start a mother effing Pussy Riot and put him on a pussy diet. Yeah. Do you consider her a member of Pussy Riot or like an ally, I guess? I don't know. Not to like co-opt her into this, but I feel like she's putting it out there. I think it's better to ask her if she considers herself, if she's a member of Pussy Riot, because it all comes down to personal decision. But um, definitely she's um, an ally. And um, I heard her um, one interview. It wasn't just just a phrase, because she she said in an interview that she knew about us, and she was like, "Not all of you know about Pussy Riot, but they're actually pretty badass women from Russia who stood up against Putin." And I think she she's, she think that we're really cool. So it was <laughs> amazing to hear from Janelle Monet because I, I I love her. I love her for a long time. <laughs> Me too. I was at that show at the Turp Club, actually, and it was one of my favorite shows all year so far for really different reasons than I expected. I felt like a lot of people here at Eau Claire today were expecting, like, a punk show or something like that, and not this, like, jumping up and down with tinny pop music and bright colors and, yeah, rapid movements. It seems like you're using those as a tool to get people's attention. Why do you use those tools? We got some trap music, too, because... That's the thing. Um, so as a, as a concept, conceptual artist, we don't think that uh, we have to stick to a certain genre because I think like people who identify themselves as musicians, they think that they have to stick to one genre. And um, that's not the point for us because we think that we have to explore different genres and maybe like that tomorrow we'll try to do opera <laughs> or ballet, pussy red ballet. <laughs> Like, who knows? I really love conceptual art, and, and I, I love it since I was a kid. Um, and I was lucky enough to have a great father who introduced me to that. And I think conceptual art gives you enormous freedom. When you feel that you actually can mix cultural codes to get something from there. Because I, I was reading Michel Foucault when I was a kid. <laughs> I mean, when I was teen. And he wrote about the same thing. So I'm, I'm trying to be on the border all, all the time between different genres. And um, so you, you can hear rap, trap and uh, pop music and um, influences from Russian rap. Because it's pretty different uh, from American rap. We have our own, our own culture and the rap is like the biggest thing we, we call it the new pop in russia because pop music is not that big in russia okay, it's rap we think that we have to find out how punk sounds today because it, it shouldn't sound uh, in the same way as it used to sound in the 70s because it's not punk anymore it's about punk when you're reinventing yourself when you're subverting your status quo when you're questioning status quo and the most important thing is questioning yourself and questioning your own genre, questioning what you are doing. So we started from sampling. We never played guitars. That's important to know about Pussyrettes. We were sampling old oi punk songs from England, like um, Angelic Busters and uh, <laughs> Sham 69. So basically we were uh, electronic musicians from the very beginning. <laughs> But a lot of people really think that we are punk bands, so like that's fun to uh, see. Like some people are disappointed when they come to our concerts and they don't see guitars. That's why we are dancing like we are playing guitar to just fuck with those people. <laughs> yeah, I think it's really effective. I think at least as I was walking away, they were like, "That was not what I expected," but I was so into it. Like I loved it, or like it challenged me. You know, not like I loved it, like it was easy, but it, I loved it, like it was really interesting. 
yeah that's our yeah that's good stay tuned for more episodes of oh hey an eau claire festival podcast from the current 